This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good evening everyone. Shalom Aleichem, We continue in Masechah Yavamis. We're learning Daf HaShavua. Tonight's blood is Daf Kufya Dalid Amar Beis. Thank you for joining. The Gemara just brought three psukim that indicate that you cannot <coughs> actively cause a katan to stumble in three different areas. You can't give them shkatsim or a masam to eat. You can't give them blood to eat. And you cannot make them tummy. So why do I need three psukim that you cannot actively cause a katan to sin? Number one, by shkatsim or a masam. Number two, by dam. And number three, by tuma. With Srichi, I need all of them. Diyashmin and Shkatsim, if we just say Shkatsim, Misham di Isuran, Bimashuhu. Their Isur is even the slightest amount. Their Metame Bika Adasha, a lentil's worth. Avodam, but when it comes to blood, the Adik or where there's a bigger shear, maybe we don't have this rule that you can actively cause them to sin. Diyashmin and Dam, if we just say a Pasuk by Dam, Misham di Ikakares. Consuming blood is. Uh, one is cut off from the Jewish people, Ava Shratzim, but by eating Shratzim, Ema Loi, maybe not, it's only a lav. And maybe there's no Isser to actively cause the Katan to sin. Vi Ashvin and Hani Tarti, if it would say these two, Shkatzim and Dam, Yishim the Yisur and Shava Bechal, all Jews are prohibited from consuming Shkatzim Ramasim and blood. Ava Tuma, when it comes to impurity, Ema Loi, that's only by Kaihanim. So maybe the prohibition does not apply. Maybe you could actively cause a katan to sin. Um, if it would just say so you can't cause a kind to become tame, maybe it's because kaihanim have all kinds of special restrictions. Kaihanim shani, mishum deriva behen mitzvah yaseros. Kaihanim are different because the Torah included extra mitzvahs. Avalhani, but by dam and I would think this doesn't apply. So I need all three psukim. So now the Gemara is going to continue on the conversation whether you can actively cause a katan to do an Avera or do you need to stop them when you see them doing Avera. Tashma. So a little bit more Yavamas here. Shnei, believe me, when we're in Ksubis you're going to miss Yavamas. Shnei Achin Two brothers, one is sane and one is deaf mute. Married to two sane sisters. The deaf mute brother married to a sane sister dies. What does the sane brother married to the sane woman do? The woman goes out because it's uh, the, she's the sister of his wife. So there's no yibum, there's no chalitza, she just goes out. Meis pikech ba'al pikachas, if the sane brother dies, and now the sane woman is falling to the cheresh, mayasa cheresh ba'al pikachas, what does the cheresh do? So he can't just say, well, you're my wife's sister, because the cheresh cannot form a marriage to Raisa. so what he does is moitzias ishta beget, now he has to divorce his wife with a get. Because his wife is and his wife's sister is also forever because she is the sister of his wife. And he can't give her chalitza because he's a cheresh. So the Gemara now asks, why does he have to divorce his wife? Why can't he stay with his wife? After all, he's a cheresh. 
And a cheresh, uh, you, don't, you don't have to stop a cheresh from doing an avera. You just can actively make him do an avera. You don't have to stop him. Why does he have to divorce his wife? Let her stay by him. He's merely a katan, son without das, doing an avera, so let him stay with her. Sigmar says, of course, he's allowed to stay with her, but she's a pikachas, she can't stay with him. So the reason why he has to divorce her is not for him, but it's for her. Mishum isura dida. It's because of her iser. The cheresh has to get rid of the pikeach, not for his sake, but for her sake. Tashma come in here. Shnei achen pikchen nesuen Two sane brothers, married to two sisters. Achas pikachas, achas chareshes. One is sane, one is a deaf mute. Meis pikach bal chareshes. If the sane brother married to the chareshes dies, mayas pikach bal pikachas. What does the sane brother do? This woman is not zakuk to him because he's married to the sister biblically and uh, she is not really fully zakuk and she goes out because of achosisha. If the same brother dies and now the pikeach bal chareshes is in a jam because he can't stay with his wife because his wife is sort of achosik kukasai. He has to divorce his wife with a get. And he has to do chalitza to his brother's <coughs> wife. He can't marry his brother's wife because his brother's wife is Achos Ishtai. And he has to give her chalitza. So the question is, why does he have to divorce his wife? But his wife's allowed to stay with him because she's a chareshes. She's a ketana oichel nevelos. Why does he have to divorce his wife with a get? Taste of Gabe, let her stay with him. He, she is a katan that eats nevelos. So Gemara says, you're right. She's a chareshes, so she could stay with him, <coughs> but he can't live with her because he's a pikeach, and for him, she is achay Misham Yisura Dide. It's because of his sir. So you're right. In both of these cases, for the Cheresh or the Chareshes, there's no problem because for them it's Katanoichel Nevelos. The problem is for the sane party. But now the Gemara has one more case here. Tashma coming here. Shnei Achin Echad Cheresh Echad Pikeach. Two brothers. One is in. One is deaf mute and one is a Pikeach. Nesuin L'shtei Achoyes Achas Pikachas V'Achas Chareshes. Married to two women. One is sane, one is deaf mute. Meis cheresh bal chareshes. If the cheresh dies, married to the deaf mute girl, mayas pikach bal pikachas. So she goes out because she's achresishtai. Teitzei mishum achresishtai. But now, what if the pikach bal pikachas dies? What does the cheresh bal chareshes do? So the Mishnah says he has to divorce his wife because his wife is Achay Sukukasai, Moitzias Ishtabaget, and Eishas Achiv, she's also forever. Because Eishas Achiv is Achay's Ishtai, only Midrabanan, but you can't give her Chalitza because you're a Cheresh. But what do you do to your wife? Your wife is Achay's Zukukasai. She is, you have to divorce her. 
Why would you have to divorce her? Why can't you stay with her? And in this case, you're a cheresh and she's a chareshes. There's no isser for you and there's no isser for her. So since there's no isser for either of you, why can't he stay with her? There's no isser for her. There's no isser for him. It says you have to divorce your wife. Why do you have to divorce your wife? This is a classic case of katan oichel novelas. Let the cheresh. You're right, his wife is achos zikukasai. Who cares? But achos zikukasai is katan oichel novelas. So the Gemara says, no, the reason you have to divorce her is for a far out chshash. Amar of Shemaya, Gezerah Misham Hataras Yivam The reason why you have to divorce her is if we allow you to stay with her, people are not going to know it's because of Katanoich Navelais. They're going to think it's your marriage pushed off the Zika of the sister and you can't live with Achois. There's no zika to the pikachas achaisa, and they're going to say, "Okay, so now, if you don't have to divorce your wife, people are going to think you're married to your wife. If they're going to think you're married to your wife, then the sister will go out l'shuk, like any other achosisha, and people are going to say she's pater from chalitza, in um, in a case where a cheresh is married." In the case where a cheresh is married to anybody, they're going to think that the achos uh, zukukasai just goes out. So they're going to matter the sister l'shuk like any other achosisha. But in this case, the sister's not matter l'shuk. They're going to matter her uh, in a similar case. They're going to matter her um, to go out l'shuk, and they're not going to realize that in this case the achos ishtoi is actually asura oilamis. So therefore, we cannot allow you to stay. Um, we cannot allow you to stay. The, we cannot allow the chirish to stay with the chareshes because people are going to think, well, then you just push off the achos ishtoi, and in this case. It's not. Uh, it's not the case. You don't. You don't push off the achos ishtai. Okay. Hajan alach cheresh. Says the Mishnah. Ha'isha shahalcha hi ubala lamdinas hayam. A woman that she and her husband go overseas. So she and her. Husband are going overseas. Shalom beinoi lebeina. There's peace between them. If there's an argument between them, then we might say that the reason why she says he's dead is because she wants to uh, marry someone else, and the fact that she'll never be able to come back to him, she doesn't care about. So we're talking about a situation where they're at peace with each other. The shalom ba'olam, and there's peace in the world. If there's war in the world. We're afraid she may say, oh, you know why he didn't come back? Because he died in battle. Ubava Amra, And she comes and she says, Meis Bali, my husband died. Tinase, she could get married. Why? Because there's no reason that she's lying. 
she didn't, she wasn't in a fight with him, and there's no reason that a circumstance caused her to misevaluate. Mace Bali, if she says her husband died, and without children, and there's a brother, Tisyabim. She could do Yibam. However, Shalom Bainalabaina, if they were at peace, but there was war in the world. Or Khtata Bainalabaina, if they were fighting, Vishamam, there was peace in the world. Ubasava Amran, she came and she said, Mace Bali, my husband died. Ainanamana, she's not believed. Why? Because either we're afraid that she doesn't care about the repercussions because of her marital discord, or because she may have misinterpreted the, the war, the battlefield. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, She's never believed. Even if there's peace, even if there's peace between him and her, <coughs> even if there's peace in the world, she's never believed. Elam Kain, Basa, Baicha, unless she comes crying, and her clothing are torn. Amrulai, the rabbi said to Rabbi Yehuda, whether she had visible signs of mourning for him or not, she is believed, provided that there's peace in the world and peace between them. Okay, so now the Gemara is going to address a seeming contradiction in the Mishnah. First the Mishnah said, if we know for sure there is peace between him and her and peace in the world, they're believed. That implies that if you don't know what the state of their marriage is or the world, they're not believed. Then at the end of the mission it says, if you know there's discord either between them or in the world, they're not believed. That implies that if you don't know, she is believed. So the question is, the two cases of the Mishnah, their implication contradicts each other. So the Gemara says, the Gemara addresses this, Tana, Shalom, Beina, Labeina, it said peace between him and her, to tell me, that that's what we assume, unless because it wants to tell me what the halacha would be if we know there's a fight. In other words, we assume the, the first assumption that they're at peace unless we know there's a fight. We assume there's peace in the world because it wants to teach that there is um, <coughs> war in the world, meaning we assume the world is at peace unless we know it's at war. Amar Rava. Rava said, My time of Dimulchama. What's the reason why if there's war in the world we can't believe her? Misham de Amra, because she says, Bidadami. She thinks he's dead because she saw him in the battlefield and he was hit and she ran out of there because she doesn't want to get hit but she's just conjecturing that he died. Says Gemara, we think, she thinks, out of all the people who were killed on the battlefield, who, Pallet, he was saved? He hasn't been back. A lot of people died. Why should his fate have been any better than anybody else? And you'll say, what do you mean? They, they got along, so why wouldn't she wait for him to come home? The answer is, the answer is because sometimes he'll get hit by an arrow. Or a spear. The sovereign, she thinks, Vaday Mace. He's definitely dead. Aye, that's a good assumption. No. Red, the Red Cross. You never know. They could make a bandit, they could bandage him. The Ikad of Samtari, they may make him a dressing. The Chaya and he'll live. 
Now the, what's, now the question is, what if it's not a war, it's famine? Sava Rav Rav thought to say, Famine is not like war. Because there maybe she won't think he died when he didn't. By a war, she may conjecture because she has to get out of there as soon as possible before she gets hit. But famine, she has nothing to be afraid of. He died of famine. She's not that hungry right now. Hadar Amarav Rav then said, Famine is like war. Why? Someone once came before Rav. She said to him, My husband died in famine. Now Rav knew that she was conjecturing. Rav knew that she saw that he's starving and he had very little food in the pantry. So Rav insinuated to the woman that she's conjecturing. She said, You did good by letting him die. You think the little bit left in the sieve, the little bit of flour left in the sieve, you think he would live? I mean, Rav is saying, hint, hint, I know that you left him with a tiny bit of food, and you're just surmising that he died. Rightfully, because right, how could anyone survive with that little bit of food? But what he was trying to do is get her to admit that in fact, she left him with a tiny bit of fit of food, and she's just conjecturing that he died. Amrale, she said, Attaboy, Rabbi, Maranami Yada. The Rabbi knows the Chihai Gavnoichai, that in such circumstance no one could live. So Rava got her to admit that she doesn't really know definitively that he died. She's just surmising that he died based on the fact that he had very little food. Then the Gemara says, actually, Rava changed his mind, and Rava said, famine is worse than war. Because by famine, if she says he died in famine, she's not believed. But if she says he died on his bed, she is believed. Because there's no conjecture there. Amar Rava, Rava said, Rava in Graham Famine is worse than war. Because by war, when she says, My husband died in war. That's when she's not believed. But if she says he died on his bed, he's believed. But by famine, Ad Amra Mes Ukavartiv. By war, sometimes she's believed if he died peacefully. By, by famine, even if she says he died on his bed, she's not believed. She might be surmising until she says, I buried him. Mapoilas, <coughs> an avalanche, a collapsed building. It's like a war where she sort of conjectures. The Amr, she says, I think he died. Sending snakes and scorpions are like a war. The Amr, she says, It looks like he died. Dever, a plague. Amrila, some say, That it's like a war and we can't trust her. Amrila, some say, It's not like a war. Some say it's like a war. The Amri B'dadami, she says, uh, he probably died. How would he survive the plague? On the other hand, there's a phenomenon that people think that until it's your time to go, a plague ain't going to get you. The Amri law, some say, a plague's not like war. The Samchi, the Amri, they rely on the common adage, Shev Shnin Havamusna, 
seven years of, fa- of plague, even if the plague lasts for seven years, man will not die before his allotted time. So she's not going to conjecture. By famine, she says, oh, it looks like he's dying, he's dead. By war, she says, it looks like he's hit with artillery, he's probably dead. By plague, people know, even if there's a plague, nobody dies until it's their time. There is such a notion. Okay, Rabbi Yisai, thank you everybody for joining tonight. Bracha v'hatzlacha. And if, if it's okay, we'll try to somehow do an Ahmad by the end of the week. Probably, uh, maybe part of it Thursday night, part of it Friday, or maybe all Thursday, we'll see how it goes. And then we'll do, uh, with Hashem's help, Monday. Thank you everybody. Laila Tov. Thank you. Good night. Bye-bye. <clears throat> You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.